Welcome to that GD show Christmas special or holiday special. I like to say Christmas though, because um, it, Mr. Trump, the former guy made it legal to say Merry Christmas again, but prior to him, it was, it was, you couldn't say it. You couldn't say it prior to him and he brought it back. So, you know, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is our Christmas show. Hey, Genevieve, how are you? I am so great. I'm so happy to be here with all of our friends. All of our friends. As you, you viewers, you may notice there's a lot of people on the screen tonight, and that's by design. They didn't just bust in here. They were all invited on this special Christmas show. Um, and so I'm going to just take a quick minute to introduce everyone. By the way, we're not taking calls tonight. Um, there's so many of us that uh, everyone on this screen has no trouble talking. And so we figured that if if uh, all of us want to talk about Christmas stuff that we're going to talk about tonight, we really wouldn't be able to take calls and weave those into the conversation like we normally do. But if you have a question or a comment that you would like to talk about or include in the conversation, just put it in the chat and we will be watching the chat. And um, if your comment is really special or if you have a really good question, we may select it to talk about. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. Um, let me introduce everyone. Genevieve, of course, my wonderful co-host. Y'all know and me by now. Genevieve just gave us a, uh, a view of her Charlie Brown plant that <laughs> looks looks dead, but it's very much alive, she tells mm, us. Yeah. So she says. That's her um, it's, it's my sweet baby Jesus. You just sweet. can't keep it down. <laughs> He's coming back. <laughs> it's coming back, I promise. Doesn't All look right. like it. I'm going to introduce uh, Oz with the LA hat. Say hello. What's up, everybody? I'm ready to get lit with uh, Dave Warnock. Oh, God. Yo. <laughs> oh, boy. He wants, Here we go. he wants me to say we're going to get fucking lit. Yeah. So I just said it. And and it's uh, it's recorded. So there we go. Boom. Um, uh, Promise just left the room. So we're going to go to the <laughs> other. We're going to start over with Ryan. Hello. Hello. Hi there. And Ryan, Welcome. that's not your real name, is it? But we're going to call you. No, it is not Ryan. my real name. Yep. And Ryan has yeah, a plethora works. of plants behind her. Yes. Got a little <laughs> garden back here. Garden of Eden, if you will. What's the sign say? Spread the love. Spread the love. There you spread go. Spread the love. Spread the legs. I mean, spread the love. <laughs> here we go. It's that kind of show, folks. Um, and Christy Burke, say hello. Hello. Hi. I'm happy and to be Chris here. This is awesome. Christy's got a Christmas tree behind. Look at Christy and, and then Promise. Hey, Promise. I know. You guys are festive. <laughs> so, prom I, you're I, muted. I, I to, there we go. There we I go. I had to grab my headphones because I realized it was just going to be echoing them. But hi. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's great. 
Well, hello. Um, so what we're going to do tonight, we're just going to talk about um, Christmas stuff. And I want to ask each of our um, guests, panelists tonight, their um, history of Christmas and what it's like, what, where they came out of. Now, as you know, Genevieve, you didn't, you didn't come out of Christianity. You didn't come out of any cults like we did. No, no, I did not. We, we did celebrate Christmas, but we never did the, oh, sweet baby Jesus, the reason for the season. And we also didn't do the Santa stuff. Like all of our presents just said from mom and dad, which, which I really loved growing up because the funniest thing was just opening a present that said from mom and dad. And my dad saying, oh, that's really cool. Who is that from? So that, that's kind of like the secular tradition in a lot of families. Uh, I know I'm not alone in that, but. So you didn't have any of the fairy tales. Um, it was all just, this is, this is how life is. And this is the truth. Yeah. Let's God, how boring. Jesus. I, I know. I know. I, somebody reached out to me about wanting to do an interview um, on, on their channel. And I was like, I, I'm not very interesting. It's. Ah, that is it's so weird. not true. <laughs> well, you, as you know, back in the day, Oz, you, you can remember this. You didn't have a testimony. You know, back if oh, you boy. were in the Jesus movement, you had to have a testimony. I was saved from drugs and sex. And and, and so the people that just kind of grew up and grew up in a Christian home, they just always felt bad that they didn't have a testimony. Remember that, Oz? Oh, absolutely. Your, your yeah. Testimony. How stupid is that? <laughs> Anyway, Oz, what what is your briefly? I'm going to ask you know just everybody their background, what you how you were raised, what you came out of in terms of of religion of any kind, and then what Christmas was like then and and now, and about how long you've been out that sort of stuff. So, what is your background briefly? Um, I, I will do my best here with brevity. Um, <clears throat> so, I grew up a uh, very fundamental evangelical charismatic. Uh, most of the, I guess, uh, family tree or ministers or pastors or something of some sort. Uh, and as far as Christmas, yeah, that was, that's the day on the calendar. Like, that's Jesus' birthday. Yeah. That's, that's the motherfucking day. Like, that, that's, that's the day you get fucking lit. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> yo, yo. And, and you got to say yo, Jim V. You got to oh. say yo. We're going to oh, get lit. I, I'm not cool enough for that. I Continue I'm really not either. Please. My <laughs> white is really showing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like I remember before. Bre uh, no, we'd eat breakfast, but before any stockings, like any of that shit, was touched, uh, someone was reading the Jesus story. Yeah, yeah. The birth. Mm. And, Which one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't start, Ryan. Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that I which promise. one I'm, I'm trying to be brief <laughs> and, uh, she can't help herself no i get it i get it uh and we we would have to do that and, and that was you know even more than it just being you know a special family day it, you know of course it had this huge focus on the the divinity the birth of christ it's all yeah. about jesus yeah and, and yeah it's, it was shoved and force fed down our throats every mm -hmm. December 25th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, much the same. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? You are your former, uh, your former faith. Well, I was a Jehovah's witness. Mm -hmm. So we did not celebrate any holidays, especially Christmas because 
venerating Jesus would just be pure idolatry. So mm -mm, not having so, that. So um, yeah, tell me why that was a, a, a forbidden thing in, in the JWs, because didn't they consider Jesus the yeah, savior? So, well, yeah, that's Jesus is important. He brought the gospel in a sense, but if you are to venerate him, that is putting somebody else before God. They just believe that Jesus is a prophet, oh, Jehovah and a son of the, God, but not. Yeah. It's all about people. Jehovah. Yeah, the big it, dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, yeah, it's kind of weird, but I guess I get it. Oh. Yeah, I, I guess so. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little silly, though. You can read so a book a, about it a, over and over, but not. As a kid, were you jealous of your friends who got to celebrate Christmas? Was that? Do you remember feeling that? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think I was a little bit. I, I did get to celebrate once, kind of. My parents let my family give me gifts, but that was like a whole argument. I had to like watch unfold. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. That, that was my, my one real experience with Christmas. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Not really okay. Christy Burke, you were Hi. fairly fundamental also. Oh, yes. I was raised in the Southern Baptist evangelical movement. Amen. Um, so good little yeah. Baptist girl. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, <clears throat> no, Christmas was, I, I had very fond memories of Christmas growing up, um, but we definitely, you know, centered it around Jesus being the reason we, we would bake a birthday cake the night before Aww. and sing happy birthday wow. to Jesus and, oh, yeah. you know, oh. <laughs> have a big party. <laughs> oh. <of that. laughs> yeah, we did that. We definitely did that. Um, and mm -hmm. then, you know, we'd wake up on Christmas morning and we'd read the Christmas story. And I remember I always felt so guilty my little, you know, eight year old, nine year old mind. I always felt so guilty that I just wanted to get through the Christmas story and open my damn present. Yeah. Can we it's hurry like, up with the Jesus shit? This, but yeah. you know, let's just open the presents, please. So yeah. Um, now, but did, any, was, any, did either of you, did you, no Santa Claus in your house, right, Christy? There was actually, we did, well, we did the Santa Claus thing and my parents really talked it up. But when I was five years old, uh, this is, this is like trauma here, people. I was on the bus and I was talking about Santa Claus bringing me presents that year. And a little girl turned around on the bus and like looked through the crack of the seat. And she was like, <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as Santa Claus, right? Oh, it's and always I'm one of those. You, <laughs> I have held a grudge. My entire life. And then she ended up marrying my cousin. So, Oh, oh my God. And now do you see her at Christmas? I don't know. I haven't okay. seen her in a very long time, okay. but I still hold a grudge. Yeah. I Let wish... it go, Christy. Let it go. I'm trying. Real quick, Christy reminded me of something that I, I completely spaced and it's probably my, my brain blocking it out. But my mom would tell my brother and I that Santa Claus worked for Jesus. Oh, wait. Oh. I may have heard that. Is he like a contractor? Was he, yeah, was he a contractor? Was he employee or 299? Or how did that work? 99, yeah. Subcontractor? Okay. <laughs> and promise, how about you? I wasn't You're, allowed to believe in Santa Claus. Um, I you were very believe. fundamentalist? We, we like saying happy birthday to Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up evangelical, non-denominational, charismatic. So we were like the cool, weird ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, the cool, weird ones. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to believe in Santa Claus, but we also did like a lot of typical traditions. And then the really like evangelical, charismatic part is 
there's a ministry called Morning Star with Rick Joyner. And I don't know if anybody's heard of his. Yeah. And he had a book and I don't remember. It was The Final Quest. And that is what my family would read. We wouldn't, we would read the Christmas story sometimes, but we would read this like prophetic angel story every Christmas Eve. And it was wild. And then I was a pastor's daughter. So I did the typical like, I was Mary in the play and I would have to sing. And I remember being 12 years old with this pillow stuffed up my shirt being like, this is oh, weird. <laughs> so That's probably know, about how old she was. In, oh, yeah. Around the same age as Mary. Yeah. It was weird. So that was my upbringing with Christmas. It was pretty traditional um, minus Santa and plus some super weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't, I wasn't raised in, in Christianity, I came into it as an 18-year-old um, vulnerable teenager. But um, I remember we didn't do Santa with our kids. I remember saying I did not want to, if I if I, if I I told them about Santa and they found out that wasn't true, then are they going to also wonder about what I've told them about Jesus? So I only wanted to tell them what was really true, which is that Jesus oh. was born of a virgin. So I was, <laughs> right? I was, that makes a lot was, more sense. Yeah, uh, that's that's where my head was, though. I mean, my God, isn't that ironic? Isn't By the way, I see some in the chat. Um, Super chat's not working. The problem is, I've had problem with the monetization of my channel, and I've been given it. I've been put in timeout until I can get that squared away. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to support the show, just um, send cash in the mail. No. Um, <laughs> You have no. Patreon. Yeah. Come you on, do the, don't send cash in the mail. No, you can do Patreon or um, PayPal. All the stuff's in the links. But yeah, I appreciate you wanting to do that. If you do have a comment that you that you want uh, read on the air, go ahead and do that and we'll read it. But I'm sorry about the um, the Super Chat's not active right That's now true. because I've got to get the um, verification figured out, Dave, whatever's Dave, wrong. Dave, we pray for checks in the mail. Uh, oh, that's what it was. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember how that worked because yeah. I never, I never ever got one. Me yeah. neither. <laughs> no, no. Patreon and PayPal are great. We don't accept thoughts and prayers. They don't actually give us anything. So right. just refrain. Let me um, see if there's any notes here. You know, I just real quick. I do have a funny Christmas story from my childhood because, like I said, we didn't, we didn't have any magic around it. It was just like a time for us to get a tree and decorate the house and get cool gifts and stuff. But I did go to a performing arts school for all of my elementary school. It was like this private school and we would do a huge performance of the Nutcracker. And we also moved to this new church, this new like school building that used to be a Catholic boys school and was right across the street from this Catholic church. So we would do a handbell and like old, like old Christmas song performance sort of thing. I can't remember any of the lyrics now. It was mostly Latin. But I remember the first time we went there for one of these Christmas performances. I think I was around seven years old. And I walked into this church and it was really my first time going to a church for this for this Christmas show. And I'm sorry, it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> It was so, like, this is my first time seeing, like, a life-size statue of Jesus on the cross that wasn't just in stone. Like, it was painted. There was blood. His God, face no. just looked there was blood? like, yeah. They, <laughs> for, Chris, it was, 
Sounds glorious. It was. Yeah. And that's not even the worst part. I mean, something that I do have to give the Catholics is that they're But the Christmas thing's supposed to be about the baby Jesus, not the bloody Jesus. (laughs) But they they don't swap out the decorations just for Christmas. They yeah. But but the other thing too is, you know, I I there's there's not a whole lot I can say about the Catholics, but they have amazing architecture and this is a very Mm. detailed church. And even the the columns, the columns on They got the money. They do, they do. Exactly. There was these faces that were sort of carved into the top of the columns where you would expect any sort of the molding or or dentil work. And it was just these faces that were just kind of staring down at the pews in agony. And I was old enough that I had been through English classes. I understood how to like read subtext and sort of like take away the message of a story that wasn't necessarily apparent and walking in there like I was in fourth grade walking in there I was like oh they're here to scare us like I am scared and that is not on accident and I brought this up to my mom and she said I know they they do do this on purpose let's just get in and get out yeah it was my Christmas performance we always looked down on the Catholics because they had Jesus on the cross and all their crosses and I knew that Jesus had come down off that cross. He was right. raised. Oh, right. Right. Eternal. <laughs> Eternal. Well, you know, yeah. So promise, I, are you the only one in your family? You're, you're, you have four sisters or three sisters. You got a delay there on your, on your, um, yeah. When you start. Okay. Go ahead. Sisters and one brother. Okay. Um, are, are you the only right. one who has deconstructed at this point? Wow. My parents are um, prominent evangelical ministers, so they're very public. They have a huge following right now. My dad's in Newsweek and Politico and stuff all the time as like oh, wow. a Trump prophet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh. it's not just like personally upsetting to them. It's offensive to their entire ministry that I am who I am. <laughs> and, oh you're not, and, and you're not quiet about it. You're out there. He, I tried to be. I did not. I couldn't be. So, <laughs> here I so good for you. How how's that going to be at Christmas time? What what are what's this going to look like? I'm sitting in the comfort of my own home, not going out of. Oh, it. you're not going. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I yeah. I've kept boundaries with holidays. Um, and for me right now, that looks like not spending uh Christmas with my family. It's um. Mm. It's just not a positive experience for my heart. <laughs> and so No, I, I appreciate that. I don't That's do that. Good yeah. for you. My mom sent I see him right over here. She sent stockings for my partner and I to open up on Christmas that will open and I might FaceTime them. But you know, that's I can be like that. Are they mad? Are they mad or sad about that? I mean, obviously they would like for you to be there. So what's their action what's their reaction? They're sad. And I'm equally sad that we're at this point that we can't you know um come together and and for us it's not even over religion as much as um my upset them more they're they're honors, they're right-wingers trumpers so that comes up more than religion does but it also is uncomfortable you know they're like doing church messages or not church messages but they do uh you know lives like this every single morning with bible studies and stuff and Mm. my sisters all work for them full time that's and their husbands work for my parents ministry so it's like i am the odd one out i'm the only one not how did you survive how did you make it (laughs) i don't really know uh i mean tiktok a lot yeah (laughs) i'm i'm familiar with 
with the the um, the the strain of religion your parents are in. In fact, we found out, Promise and I found out that her dad is best friends with a another prophetic minister. They love to call themselves prophetic ministers. Not best friends. They know each other. But oh, I don't not- know that they're, it's so, so funny because Christians can't even get on the same page with each other, even when they're in the same circle. So, nope. It's true. So I think they may have not, maybe they're not so okay. on the same page anymore. But they either, know each e- other. Yeah. Either way, yeah, this guy that I used to be on staff with at a church in Arkansas, Larry Randolph, who's now got this big prophetic ministry, which when they say prophetic ministries, that means they go in these meetings and they start telling people what God's doing in their lives and what God's saying to them. They, It's like fortune telling, basically. I get the Lord. Yeah. And so he's, he's their friends. Um, and that whole um, Bethel church ministry, um, all that stuff. It's just, it's really out there. It's, it's the batshit crazy version of evangelicalism. If you're not familiar with it. I think one of the headlines of one of the articles he has is uh, he believes that your relationship with God is directly tied to how much you support Trump. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There you go. So it's like take normal (laughs) (laughs) dynamics. It's already difficult as an atheist to, you know, find common ground with family. And then add that, because like, even if I was a Christian, even when I was a Christian, I was not living up to that. I mean, yeah, it's 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 different. So I I feel like uh, it won't take a bunch of time, but uh, promise you and I could probably talk for hours and hours because literally my my mom passed in uh, July. But leading up to that, she would send me link after link after link of why. Trump is like the next Messiah, and why? Oh God! Oh, yeah, yeah, and like you say, that's why I did it. Like, not a shock, but like, oh fuck, there's somebody else that got that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, had to deal with it. In oh, the beginning of the pandemic, I was visiting my family in the mountains. Got stuck up there for forty days and forty nights, and I counted. Um, stuck in a cabin with my entire family, and my Jesus. mom was like, "I will pay you to watch YouTube videos of." basically QAnon stuff. I don't even remember what they were called, but she was going to pay me to watch the YouTube videos that were proving that, you know, QAnon, the, the cabal was real. I'd take Um, the money. I tried. (laughs) So I did try. And I was like, cool. Take the money. money, And I literally couldn't make it through them. I was like, I am so sorry. I'm broke. I need the money. I still can't do that. I would take the money. Get drunk as hell. Take the money. Get drunk. And just laugh your way through it. Yeah. I was going to say, was there like a a quiz at the end? Is it something that you could like spark noted? I don't know if they do spark notes for conspiracy theories, but it would have come in handy. I would take the money and live stream that shit and just laugh my way through it. Um, uh, we're going to get back to it more. Exactly. <laughs> up, up the ante, mom, uh, you know, a hundred bucks an hour. Let's go. Um, but I want to get back to other stories. we got a couple of questions. Um, Genevieve, let's see. Did you see? Okay. Anton says, uh, there we go. I have a question, Genevieve. I was told by a Christian that Christmas was anti-biblical. What do you guys think of that? <laughs> Ask the Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> well, there you go. See, she's way ahead of the game. She's way ahead of the game. I, well, they, yeah, they would agree that Christmas is anti-biblical because, again, it's venerating somebody other than the God of the Hebrew Bible. 
and there is pagan connections to the celebration of that day. So therefore, technically, it would be anti-biblical, according yeah, to the Hebrew Bible. Though. What were you taught about the pagan origins of, of a lot of the Christmas stuff? I think they talked to, um, I don't know how thorough they were. I mean, I don't, don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure they touched on Saturnalia and uh, venerating the sun and things like that. So, uh, I mean, they, they've got some of the research down, especially mm -hmm. if they have a point to prove the research, but... That's about it. So yeah, they have they they're pretty aware that it's completely pagan, and even though you feel as though traditionally you're going to be worshiping Jesus, technically the root of it would be Satan, and he created mm -hmm. that holiday to trip you up. I see. Got ya. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. Well, what are your other thoughts? Anybody else on not even because Anton says it wasn't a JW though; it was a Baptist something. <laughs> But so what are the thoughts of even other evangelical Christians concerning Christ Christmas being anti-biblical? Well, um, I'll, I'll say, sorry, go, go ahead, Chrissy, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say, I was raised Baptist and we definitely didn't think it was anti-biblical at all. But I mean, I would say personally that it's anti-biblical just because it's not, the Bible doesn't say to celebrate Jesus's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. say anything about trees or decorations or, you know, cel even celebrating the birth of Jesus in any type of, you know, event. Um, and since Christmas has pretty much been turned into a, a capitalist holiday, I'd say it's very anti-biblical, yeah. very anti-Jesus at least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, didn't we make excuses for giving presents because the wise men brought gifts to Jesus? Yeah. Wasn't that? Yeah. That's yeah. what I, I was think told. that was the intention. Yeah. 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 Really. And looking back at it, as, as an evangelical, like we used it just as another way to promote the faith, to, to recruit, yep. and to, you know, do all those things. But looking back at it now and even understanding the historical definitions of the original text, the, the word Alma or virgin isn't even virgin. It's a right. young woman at, of age to bear, you know. And so when mm -hmm. we look back at it, is it, whether it's wrong or right, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It, you know, that did not happen. Uh, and also... Uh, Jesus is a myth, so fuck that. Well, um, the idea that Jesus, I mean, let's, if, if you look at the, the heart of the gospel, it has, to, there has to be original sin, first of all, in the Garden of Eden. We talked about that last week with our Christian guest. I don't know how many of you saw that show, but it was painful on several levels. Um, but if you don't have original sin, if Adam and Eve is not a true story and a real thing, then you don't have Paul's doctrine of in Adam all become uh, are born into sin and then Christ all are made free. So mm -hmm. we don't have the second Adam in Romans. And so the whole thing falls apart if Adam and Eve isn't legit, if they're not lit. Um, not, and they were definitely not lit. And and then and then if you don't have a virgin birth, then you've got Christ as the seed of man of the fallen race of man. And so he's not holy. He's not sinless because all are born sinful, according to the gospel story. So you've got to make a lot of shit up mm -hmm. to make the pieces fit together. Right. Yeah. That's, that's why it's called <laughs> everyone. That's why it's called mythology. Mythmus. <laughs> Mythmus. I like that. Mary Mythmus. Mary Mythmus. I'd have a lift. Excuse me. Um, Genevieve, your thoughts on the Christmas story being anti-biblical? 
I mean, you've, you've done a lot of research on this. Um, I wouldn't say I've done a lot of research on this, but I, I will say that the only reason why we celebrate Christmas is because Christians wanted to bring more people into the fold to believe in Jesus. And what better way to do that than to sort of weave your own beliefs into the traditions of the people that already exist. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, that's celebrating the winter solstice. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it honestly reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend of mine who had done a lot of, you know, Christian mission trips and, and we were talking about her trips to Africa and I was asking her, like, don't don't you think that's a little presumptuous and, and kind of rude or, or you know, colonizing to go to somebody else's country on another continent and tell them that all of the traditions that they have held for, for centuries are wrong and that you're here to deliver something that's better. And, and something that she said was was, oh, no, no, this it's perfect because. The story of Jesus and being a Christian doesn't invalidate the traditions that you hold. I mean, they have demons and spirits. We're just here to tell them that those those spirits are actually demons of the devil, of Lucifer, of Satan and the Bible. So we're just illuminating the truth of their past. Um, and in a sense, it's kind of how I see Christmas appropriating all of the pagan traditions. I, I don't know if they really thought about that in the same way. I think it was in part, perhaps I'm saying this just because Rome... It doesn't seem like it was something that, in my eyes, was like a very genuine belief. But it's like if Boss Man says, "Hey, everybody, we're Christians now," then all these soldiers are gonna be like, "All right, I guess, I guess that's the new marching orders." I want to um, keep my job here. Yeah, it, it's it seems almost like a business decision to to appropriate these these traditions. And and as far as it being anti-biblical, I mean, like Christy said, the Bible doesn't say to celebrate Jesus's birthday, and nor is there any indication that he was born in December. Um, he exactly. was most likely born in spring if there's shepherds um, mm -hmm. looking over their flocks. And mm -hmm. if there's a census, you know, Ro Rome was pretty smart about their governing. They wouldn't have had people travel or or do these <laughs> things that in the wintertime. It makes no sense. No, no, no. And you got the whole Nazareth and Bethlehem. And the, there's just so many. Yeah, where is he yeah. from? Is he, is he from Bethlehem or from so Nazareth? Which one? I'm so confused. Conflicting stories. Yeah. Um, Goddamn Romans. Damn. So, Fucking uh, Romans. I've, I've seen, hey, um, Genevieve, if you'll check the, because um, I can't keep up with the comments, but if you'll check them and see if there's any questions or things we need to address. Hey, Just briefly, everyone, um, other than Oz, I've met all of these ladies through TikTok this year. So, if you aren't following them, they, uh, and the reason they're here is because with each one, and Genevieve, you know our story, we, we, we connected on TikTok, and I was very impressed with her content. And and I must say, um, I have been equally impressed with each of these others, Ryan, Christy, and Promise. Um, if you're not following them on TikTok, um, ladies, what is your handle on TikTok, each of you? Promise, what's yours? Go Wait, you got a delay there. Say it again. Was framed. So Eve was framed. Um, and Eve, Eve underscore was framed. Got it. Weirded out because nobody knows that my name is Promise. Not that I kept it a secret or anything. It's just people started assuming my name was Eve. So I was like, cool. That's a lot easier to to explain than my name is a freaking word because my parents are evangelical pastors. So oh, what are you? And what are your sisters' names? Give me the. My, my sisters. Oh gosh. Hopefully they don't get mad that I'm saying this. It's Justice 
grace and glory. So there we have go. all the evangelical wow. <laughs> names. I just felt, I just felt the Holy really? I just felt the Holy Ghost right there. <laughs> so did yeah, my I. Name but... is, my name is Promise Joy. So oh, oh my gosh, double damn, yeah. double yeah. whammy. My parents are going for like an evangelical bingo card. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> get it's asked. I mean, anytime like... I. Go ahead. I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. You go. Oh, my name. People are like, are you? parents hippies i'm like no 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 worse pastors so to heaven none of us are yep follow her eve underscored was framed eve was framed i love that by the way christy what is yours mine's easy it's just christy burke christy okay. dot burke yep that's christy easy, dot easy burke. enough <laughs> follow her and then ryan mine new. is tax dot the dot churches Right now, that account is under ban, so I'm on. Oh, I'm on. what have you done now? I, they just reported me for nothing. Honestly, I promise you, it was nothing. Yeah, they just report. They found the video, reported it. Unfortunately, TikTok let the let it go through. So, what are you gonna do? That's the funny thing on on TikTok. It's <clears throat> it's weird. The Christians get all upset when we when we point out the fallacies of their of their faith, and then they mass report us and and. You get put on timeout or banned. Um, I've had one video mm -hmm. suspended, but it, I appealed it and it came back, but I haven't been banned yet. I guess I don't put out that much content, though. Yeah. They're not after you yet. Just wait. Not yet. Just I know. <laughs> um, Dave, so, I, yeah, only, go ahead. I've only been on TikTok for three years, but thanks for, happen, uh, thanks for asking. Well, what's yours, Oz? I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I have, I have, TikTok hates me, so I don't I'm think you. I just I don't see much of yours. Uh, well, that's I, I gave up on doing atheist content on there because TikTok literally fucking hates me. So oh, now, okay, now I just do hip hop and DJ shit. Well, that's what I thought. That's why I didn't mention yours. So anyway, <laughs> I'm messing around. <laughs> I know you are. Um, and Genevieve, yours is uh, Genevieve's TikTok. Everybody knows yeah. that. I think. Yeah, super super easy. So, um, Christy, what's Christmas going to be look like for you? Do you? Is your family all evangelical except you? Yeah, yeah. I am the only person in a very large family who is a non-believer. Um, so that's, you know, that's fun. <laughs> I've always liked to be the black sheep. I have been since I was a kid, you know, on all the issues. But um, this year, Christmas is going to be spent with friends and mm -hmm. chosen family. And I'm really excited about that because... For many years, I kind of catered to my family's traditions and what they wanted to do. And, you know, and then then you get divorces and you're, you know, going to a multiple families at once. And, mm. you know, so this year we don't have to do any prayers. We don't have mm -hmm. to do any read the, the Jesus story. You know, we can cuss as much as we want and drink and be merry. <laughs> That's what Eat, we'll drink do. and be merry for tomorrow we die. Yeah. That's what the Bible yeah. says. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really nice um, to kind of start doing our own traditions. My husband and I have been married for a couple of years. We've been together for a decade or more, actually. And um, we've always had to, you know, to cater to the, the family stuff. So now mm -hmm. I'm really excited to do our own thing and not Good. involve Jesus at all. <laughs> now, does your family yeah. live, live close or is that a... No, and I'm pretty much no contact with most of my family. Some mm. of, I mean, some of it's due to the religious stuff, some other, you know, other things mm -hmm. too. But 
Um, yeah, they, I don't really live close to them. I don't plan on seeing anybody for Christmas. And I think that's, that's the way it needs to be. It's best <laughs> it's for sad. everyone. I, I, don't, I mean, just like Promise said, you know, it's sad for all parties. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you, when you unfortunately have to like cut your family off and, you know, move on with your life, it seems to them as though you're just having a great old time, but mm-hmm. it is a very sad Sinning. thing. Yeah. And it's, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not easy, but sometimes it's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I I've got um, a lot of family separation, not like um, estranged, but I've only got one daughter who is still estranged from me. Um, but the others, I, the convenient thing is, I don't live close to any family. Even my, you know, my mom and brothers and sister and kids. Um, so I don't have to worry about you know if they live down the street, it'd be a problem. So I don't have to worry about whether we're going to engage in the high holy holidays and I'm going to have to listen to their prayers. And, you know, that I, I went through some years like that and it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of our viewers, I know a lot of people this time of year get stressed and it's yeah. traumatizing when you know you're going to have to be back in those situations and you're going to be the odd man out. You're going to be the one in the room of Christians that's not feeling comfortable and, and it's hard. It's hard to feel like you can be authentic and be yourself without pissing everybody off. And, Mm. um, and then you're hoping to avoid those uncomfortable conversations. (laughs) What about you, Ryan? What's, what's your um, family situation coming up? Well, you don't have Christmas issues. Yeah, we don't really, I I mean, as far as like me and my intermediate family, we celebrate Christmas now. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not like a, it's not a big deal to us. We're not like, Oh God, get up the tree and whatnot like that. We just kind of do it because it's tradition. Um, So yeah, I, I, I mean, back when the kids were young and I was still kind of like a Jehovah's witness, that was difficult because I had so much guilt. Mm-hmm. Every time the holidays came around, I just felt like, oh, my God, I'm going to die any minute. And I'm going to take my kids with me because I'm celebrating <laughs> these holidays. Yeah. So it really wasn't fun. I'm so glad to not have to carry that burden. So you really felt that like when you started celebrating Christmas, did that did that oh, guilt stay with you? God. Like you really felt like you were doing oh, something God, yes. wrong? Yes. Oh, yes, my yes. God. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For how, I, for how long? How long? Basically? Oh, 20 years. I mean, as long as I. Wow. did. Yeah. I just thought, oh God, I'm I'm definitely going to burn for this. <laughs> well, how long have well, you I been? I didn't at- believe in hell, but I I just thought that I would probably not make it to the new system. So <laughs> the new system, I love that. Yeah, God, that so, sounds so weird. How long have you been out, by the way? Of- well, the last time I stepped foot into a Kingdom Hall was seven years ago, I would say, but I didn't start deconstructing till about two years ago. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So rather new. So it is, it is. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I've, as soon as I realized when my daughter had mentioned it to me, (laughs) I was like, Hey mom, I think that um, the Jehovah's witnesses are caught. It's like, (laughs) what? Mm. You think they're caught? And I like, I always think my children are just so smart. So I was like, really? And she told me about this TV show and cults and extreme beliefs. I think it was. And I watched that and the Jehovah's Witnesses were on there along with um, mm-hmm. Scientology. And I think the moon, the Moonies were on there and a few other cults. And I was like, oh, my God, they're lumping the Jehovah's Witnesses in with these other 
people. Like this we is did. not good. Yep. We, we, we a cult. It's yep. a cult. It's a cult. <laughs> it's a cult. Are you yeah. familiar? You, I asked you this. I think I asked you this before. You're familiar with Lloyd Evans. Yes, I love Lloyd Evans. Did Lloyd when help you get out? Start, when I first started watching Lloyd Evans, I was still so protective of the Jehovah's Witnesses. You have to understand, even though for five years I was really not a part of them, I still was very protective of them. And if you asked me about them, I would say, oh, they have it right. It was just too hard for me. I'm not good enough to be a part of it. So you still want to protect the organization. That's really? how you're trained. Right. So when I would watch Lloyd Evans, I would, I'd be like, that's not true. They don't believe that. They don't. And then I would go and look and be like, oh my God, their doctrine has changed. They do mm -hmm. believe that now. Like so many things had changed within such a short time span. Um, yeah. So it took me a while to really grow to like him, but now I love him. So, yeah. He had, we yeah. got to meet at Faithless Forum a couple months ago. That's Great awesome. Guy. Yeah. And Oz, you met, you met Lloyd. Yeah. Oz, what about your Christmas? What's it looking like for you this year? Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. This one, uh, in, I'm lucky I can put a little bit of a uh, smile on my face. I, I guess I'm grateful um, that I can. <laughs> um, with losing losing my mom this last uh, July. Oh, it's shoot. Been, um, yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's been brutal for um, a couple reasons, and I, and I will um, try to keep the uh, keep this short. But uh, so Christmas was take even if we take the religion out of it, even with her grandbabies. Like Christmas was everything, making cookies, doing all that. And just those memories, those memories are probably more important to me with watching my kids with her um, mm -hmm. than any, any of my memories, you know, growing up were. Uh, and I know how close I am to, you know, my 88-year-old grandma. And I always wanted that for my kids. So that part fucking sucks, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and in, in, in my mom's passing, the way everything handled being the uh, uh christy in my family the the ultimate black sheep <laughs> yeah um, um and just kind of you know uh, and they and they kind of play coy and like like they're ignorant to what they're doing you know um <clears throat> but uh not being inclusive at all you know mm -hmm. and not even getting basic invitations and things mm -hmm. like that and uh so i, I decided on thanksgiving uh, and then uh, <clears throat> now on Christmas, I'm just I'm I'm just gonna stay home. Good I'm for you. Stay home. It's not it's not worth it for me to go um, and deal with that because I, I'm the type like I, I can only probably take like one maybe two comments or a little passive aggressive nudges uh, before I just start reading people their act and and, and then the whole fucking holiday is ruined. Right? You get fucking lit, yeah. don't you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I get fucking lit. <laughs> My goal is to see how many times I can say that. <laughs> make it, we should make it a drinking game. Yeah, drinking game. Dave says lit. Have a drink. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Oz, we don't we don't have your 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 music that you know. have on your channel. But shut shut shut. I mean, I got my so, sound. So you've got uh, you've got a brother who's an evangelical pastor right in your same town, right? You do have Aunt Kathy. I saw Aunt Kathy in the chat. So you got. You got one family member that um, that gets you. Absolutely. So there's that. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes is that one person that's got your back. Yeah. It, and it's, if it's as far as that experience is uh, concerned and, and understanding what it's like coming out of that and then experiencing, uh, it was brutal, man. It, it was fun. I know. 
and Dave, you know, you and I talked privately, you know, mm-hmm. many times, uh, about that was that was probably one of the most difficult, you know, ninety days of my of my yeah. Life. You've uh, come through it strong. You had some rough times, but I, I want to applaud you, bro. You, um, your your strength got you through, not the Lord, not not some <laughs> prayers yeah. and shit. It's you. Yeah. It's 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 me. It's us that does this the hard work to get us better and to get us through stuff. And every one of us in this room have, have dealt with that. Everyone, Genevieve, you lost your dad just a little over a year ago. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's still tough. I know that um, for you and your mom. So, you know, you're strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I definitely, I do want to talk about that because as I, I do know how you feel about it sucks. It totally sucks. But um it was funny. I was I was thinking um, a little bit earlier about how, you know, I was talking to an evangelical friend of mine when I when I really first started getting into to diving into sort of right wing American Christianity to figure out what was going on. Um, because like I said, this I didn't grow up with any of this. I moved to like small town North Carolina and I was like, wait, hold the phone. Wait, this is what people think? Like, holy crap. Oh my gosh. Like it was, it was, it was a total mind fuck. And yet, and yet when uh when I hear stories from from my other friends, I mean, like Ryan, Christy, Promise, like then I realize that the people who shocked me are honestly pretty pretty tame in, in many ways even though they believe in in you know a young earth and and evolution is bullshit and and yada yada like they're they're still i mean they're family they're they're really cool and and since i don't feel triggered by mm-hmm. a lot of the jesus stuff because it wasn't something that tormented me for so long feeling all the complexities around the guilt of either feeling like i wasn't a good christian or going through deconversion i didn't go through any of that so the, the mm-hmm. holidays are kind of fine um but I remember telling this evangelical friend of mine about all the hardships that I went through in life, not just this was before I lost my dad. This was just, you know, tr- deciding to drop out of college and like move across the country and having no plan and like sleeping on buses and sort of like really tumbling through life. Um, and I never thought that I got through it because of the strength of Jesus. Like I got through it because of people like my dad and my friends and my family and my own strength. And I mm-hmm. feel like when you believe that Jesus is the one who is, is the only reason you can do anything, it takes away a lot of your own power. It takes away a lot of your own really real pride. And you should be proud of what you get through. Absolutely. You be proud of how you get through things. But yeah, the, the holidays really suck when, when you lose somebody, the holidays really suck when you have to deal with, Christian families or, or with families that you can't be there with, even though you love them. Um, and it also kind of just sucks in, in, in late stage capitalism because there's mm. all this pressure to buy presents. And a lot of us just can't yeah. afford those because we buy can't afford like, need. exactly. Like we, yeah. can't, we can't afford like housing and healthcare. And yet there's still this pressure, whether you're Christian or secular to like spend money you don't have yep. to prove to people that you love them. It's just, it's, it's silly. Yeah. It's silly, man. But you know what you're saying about the the running, learning that people actually believe stuff that was crazy, and and I like what Seth Andrews says. He you know he he, he said I didn't I didn't get smarter suddenly when I let go of faith. I didn't get I, I didn't I wasn't stupid before. I was just brainwashed. Yep. And yep. when you let when you let go of it and open your mind, and you start realizing how big the world is because 
those of us that lived in any kind of fundamentalism, which all of us here did, except you, Genevieve, it's, uh, it's, it's such a small bubble and you believe oh, that it's, you, you believe it's the big world. And then when you break out of that bubble and you start looking around, mm. you know, oh my God, there's actually science and stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had know? no idea how to make life decisions when I right. stepped outside that bubble. I was so infant. What is the word infantilized? Yeah. I had no idea like how to actually make decisions without consulting a Bible for every mm -hmm. fucking move. Well, and that's, that is that's just by not, design. Yeah. That's yeah. by design. Um, the, you know, y'all know I've written a book in, in, in my memoir and it's just about ready. It's actually going to be out first of the year, but it's called childish things. Ooh. And, and it's called that because the, it's based on a scripture in first Corinthians, which if you were true Christians, you know what it says. Yeah. Um, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. When I became a man, I put away childish things. The idea that event, the fundamentalism wants to keep you as an infant, thinking childishly, thinking um, uh, as small, everything's come to me as a child. Don't trust your mind, all those things. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you break out of that, you start thinking like an adult. You start realizing that there's a lot to learn. There's things out there. I mean, I remember who was I talking to the other day? Uh, oh, a former uh, a friend of mine that was here, and he was a, an ex-pastor like me. We met, met in the clergy project, and we were talking about how we used to just blatantly distrust science. Anything science said, we were skeptical of it <laughs> because it always went against the Bible. They got the an Bible, agenda. They have an agenda. That's right. They're trying to take yeah. us away from God. Mm -hmm. they, they think think about the the three things that uh, or the the way the Bible refers to us if we are Yahweh's creation: children, slaves, and sheep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you sit down and you start to break those things down, it's like, um, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. Fuck you, I'm out. Yep. Yeah, they want to keep you infantile, and clay. that's my design. What's that promise? Don't forget clay. Yeah. Mold. Just mold us. Exactly who are you to, to question be. the who are you to question the potter? Which, oh, oh my gosh. Well, while you say that, can I just shout out to Christy? You Shut made up. a beautiful video talking specifically about this verse. Yes, she and did. I'm not even gonna like dare to try to quote it verbatim. Um, because you're so much better with words than I am, but I loved uh, I loved what you touched on as what was sort of, the gist of it, Christy? What was yeah, the, please. the heart of well, it? Well, so I was always, you know, told that you know the clay can't question the potter, like it says in Romans. I think it also says it in Jeremiah, or Jeremiah, yeah. Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are clay and God is our potter. And if he is our maker, um, how, well, who are we to question him if he's the one making us? And that one, it got me for so long. It kept me stuck for so long because I did stay in that mindset where it was like, it, I can't question God. He made the rules. He created all this. I'm just along for the ride. I don't get to, you know, question that. And then I don't know when it hit me, but one day it just hit me that it's such a bad analogy because I am not a piece of clay. I am a human being and I have experiences and I, I, I have a life that mm -hmm. I've lived. I've got That's the devil talking. And, That's the devil. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But when I realized this, it just, it made me realize that if God did create me, if he is my potter and I am his clay, he doesn't get to blame me for not turning out the way he 
you know, the way he wanted me to, or the way he didn't want me to. Um, and so, yeah, I just realized that, yeah, I absolutely can question yeah. and you can't blame me for questioning you. You're the one that made me, right? Exactly. How <laughs> dare a potter say, damn this clay, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And well, I'm going to play and not myself. Okay. Right. But right. think about the whole story from the very beginning. I mean, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, how fast did that go off the rails? I mean, Jesus <laughs> did Christ. Not, did he have no forethought? Was you, he not? You, couldn't, right. you couldn't get two people through this thing. Even in his it, own garden, his own sanctuary, he couldn't get it together. And then a few chapters later, God damn, I hate He's all these people. Everybody. I'm just trying to drown the whole <laughs> fucking bunch. I, I, I regret doing this. I, don't know. I know. I'm killing all of you. That damn tree. And he then a few chapters later, the tower bed, they're trying to climb their way to heaven. I'm going to have to disperse them and make them all languages where they can't understand each. I can't control these people. At Jesus, what basically point knowledge God is evil. That he, yeah, at what point does exactly. God realize that he's the one that's flawed it's, and not the humanity he created? Right. right. <laughs> does it ever get back to him? When does the creator uh, have to stand accountable for his actions and his decisions. Never. And, Never. And, you know, one of the things, uh, Apostle Mike, one of the first quotes when I was first deconstruction and deconverting, and he shared with me the quote, uh, wherever it came from, but uh, truth is not fear investigation. God, mm -hmm. Yahweh, Yahweh, you big, mighty, mighty piece of shit that hides from everybody. <laughs> if, if you really did all this shit, why are you so scared? If you're the truth, yeah. you're the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. If yeah. you are that, why do you fear us little human beings investigating mm -hmm. who and what the fuck you are? <laughs> yeah, why are you reporting my videos? Why are you trying to take down <laughs> yeah. people's content? Yeah, I'm sure your yeah. God can handle himself. He don't need you to do that. Well, let's just yeah, go ahead. It means so much, you know, back during the biblical days, and then you know we have mass genocides, we have right, Hitler, we have all of that. Nothing suddenly crickets. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That was very interesting. Um, <laughs> somebody somebody in the chat asked about promises uh, TikTok. Would someone be able to put that back up in the chat for well, us? So I already said I was Greg Locke's daughter, and I just want to clarify that I'm not. Can you can you imagine being his, uh, his okay. offspring? Oh my oh, god. God, no. I got I, my own plan. Maybe runner up here, but not quite on that level. And I do want to make sure that's known. <laughs> I, so promise what tell us how, how long have you been? How long has your deconstruction process been? Uh, give us a little background there on how how and when you got out. Yeah. And, so, and why? Basically, what happened? Um, I started thinking critically. <laughs> uh essentially. Congratulations. Um, I think I always did. As a kid, I loved to read. I loved to learn. And I was constantly that kid, you know, we'd go into a museum and I'd be like, this says it's like how many thousands of years old? That doesn't line up. And it would be like, well, scientists are trying to trick us. And, <laughs> yeah. and then I'd be like, why? You know, so I feel like those things were always there. And then I learned that in order to survive my childhood and my teen years, I needed to, like, this was truth and I needed to go with it. And so I did. Um, and then fast forward through a lot. My story is really long. I was married twice, purity culture stuff. And um, I ended up at Bethel School of Ministry, for those of you who know. Oh, wow. That's mm -hmm. shit crazy. 
Yeah. And I, I ended up being a worship leader there. I was kind of like pushed into this position that I didn't even want. And I ended up becoming like your typical Bethel celebrity because they absolutely worship an adult. Like it's, it's, you're treated like a, a teen idol when you're a worship leader there. And it's a really small town. You can't go anywhere without somebody coming up and asking you to sign their Bible, like really weird shit. And because that already bothered me growing up as a pastor's daughter, I hated that. I hated when people wanted to like know me because of who somebody else was, not because of me. And so that started triggering a lot of questions. I was in a marriage that I was already questioning for lots of reasons. It was very toxic. And so I started putting all of that together. And then Trump was running for office and got elected. And I was like, what is happening? And my parents went from being very progressive Christians to suddenly like this deep dive into right-wing extremism. And I could not understand how I was supposed to um, make sense of all of this. It wasn't lining up with my personal values, none of it. So I ended up buying a one-way ticket back to the other side of the country from California over to Atlanta. And I didn't go back after that. And I literally left all of it. And I think all of my questions just kind of came to a head. And I... I couldn't rationalize any of it anymore. And I gave myself permission, you know, like if I'm leaving this ministry school overnight that I lead worship at every week for 1500 people and I'm not giving them any, like, I'm just like, bye. See you guys. This is crazy. Um, I'm leaving a marriage and I'm just like, bye. This is crazy. If, if I, then what's my faith at this point? I might as well ask those questions and mm. um, I didn't get sufficient answers. And so that's where, that's where I, I promise, went. you know, you're just running from God. <laughs> you did it. Right. Yeah. Just it's Satan trying to pull you away. And that right? was immediately, you know, they had, Misled. To, they had to literally like have meetings about me leaving because it was a big deal. Um, and it was so sudden. And it, you know, immediately I was under the influence of witchcraft and I was deceived and I was, you know, all this sad stuff. And I was under a spirit of politics, all kinds of things. Um, and that really, I was just like, wow, I know myself and I know none of that's true. And so you're making this even easier for me at this point. <laughs> Um, speaking of Atlanta, everybody, we're um, we're planning to gather there on Easter weekend to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yay! Oh, hallelujah! At the Athe- American American Atheist Convention. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, I'm hoping you guys can can get there. Oh, I, I, there's a a better than good. There's a better than even chance that I'll get I'll be speaking there, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. Oh, that's so cool! I hope so. Oh, I hope so. But, uh, can we can we help at all? Do we need to like yeah. call or email them or something? Well, I got Matt Delahunty on it, so um, oh, okay. Well, he's done. His better than mine. So. He's trying if to you get need me, me to get there. my tweet my tweeter <laughs> fingers going. You let me know. <laughs> well, he's talking to the to the leader anyway. Whether or not I'm speaking is irrelevant, um, but um, we are planning to be there, and hopefully you guys can get there. We're all gonna going to stay at Promise's house. And- <laughs> oh, Promise! Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> I was okay. looking at Airbnb, but yeah, no. I anyway, mean, I got a two-bedroom we'll- place, so we can all squeeze in. We'll just pile up. <laughs> no, we we uh we do want to hopefully see you guys there. Oz, you're the only okay. one I've actually met in person, and so. Um, we're going to meet, we're going to all meet soon though. Okay. We got, we got hey, plans. So excited. Yes. Um, I, Dave, go ahead. I, I was going to say, Dave, I, I don't mean to derail the conversation. There is one comment in the chat that I do want to get to, but before I go, okay, to go that, ahead. I have a question for promise. Um, when somebody asks you about the school that you went to, do you ever tell them that it was like Bethel's devotional school of ministry and they should go check it out at bdsm.com? Because if you haven't, I think you totally should. 
<laughs> Please do. Just a suggestion. Oh I my god. Control, but when the opportunity presents That's itself, perfect. you have to. BDSM.com. <laughs> but the com the there's, there's Bethel is. Divine School of Ministry. That's it. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. That's um, some Harry Potter but, shit. But really it quick, is. uh Jeff Garrett says, <laughs> I I trust your opinion. What do you think of someone getting therapy? Um, really quick, I love therapy. Everybody should get therapy, but yes. look for a therapist who actually has a degree and has the actual yep. um, qualifications because sometimes if you're coming from a Christian circle, Ryan, your life went will... out. <laughs> Ryan, we lost you. Um, I'm sorry. Um, but yes, pay the electricity, so... Ryan. Pay the electricity. <laughs> there, uh, I'll just say really quickly. Um, I I'm sure you all know coming from evangelical Christian backgrounds, which I do not. I still am well aware that there are plenty of like. Christian therapists oh, God, and yes, sort of like no. Christian counselors mm -hmm. that when you're talking to somebody about issues and you want to go see a therapist, they'll send you to them. Yeah, do not go yeah. there. It's no. a trap. Jehovah's Witnesses do that. They have like a certain yeah. list of therapists that will kind of still keep people in the religion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go exactly. to um, seculartherapy.com or seculartherapy. What is it? Secular therapy. Um, it's a, it's, it's a Recovering wing. from religion should have it on there. That's yeah. it. Recovering oh, yeah. from religion. Recovering from religion. Mm -hmm. Recovering from religion sec secular therapy project. That's the word I was looking yes, for. Yes, exactly. Um, and That's you can go to their website and plug in your address, and they will give you uh, vetted. I mean, Daryl Ray is very careful about who they allow. I mean, there are people who are pretty secular in their therapy, but they don't use the right kind of therapy, and they won't let you yeah. on their yeah. site unless you are literally carefully scrutinized yes. so and, you can trust them and the last thing i will say about that is that shopping for a therapist is a lot like dating um yeah. you yes. might find a therapist who is totally yeah. qualified so but it takes a while sometimes it takes a while it, you don't have to drive right away it can um, be disappointing yeah it, it can be I, I went to a therapist that was i just went there because they were in network and close by but it wasn't a good experience and not because they weren't a good therapist for somebody else but it just didn't work for me uh, just really briefly, everybody, everybody needs a therapist. There's nothing wrong yes. with therapy. You need, you need somebody to help you think through things and clear your brain. But yeah. Dave, well, if, please... you're, if you're in the Baptist church, you can just go to your pastor. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jesus is my therapist. I, I will add to that. My therapist is actually a Christian. She's like a deconstructed Christian. And I literally don't know anything about her other than that. Um, but it, it was like dating. I had some atheist uh, therapists that it wasn't working for me and she's so professional and she stays in her lane and just does her job. So you do have to shop around like Genevieve said and figure out like, don't be afraid to move on. They're not threatened by that either. They're used to it. Um, and just find somebody that's professional and trauma informed. Yeah. It, yes. If I could throw this out there, cause this is uh, uh, with our channel. This is uh, one of the main things that we do talk about is not just the, deconstruction deconversion but the trauma you know the abuse yeah. trauma that yeah. that happens and and the <clears throat> the therapy that follows after that so my email for the channel is austin at austin at tart live and we have um several like secular slash atheist therapists that i i've either i use personally um or that that i'm you know in friendship with or have a relationship with that when your people set up with so even if you're not local they can they can do remote until you find that person locally 
uh, that that fits the bill, uh, awesome. you know, for you as you're doing that. So please, by all means, reach out. Um, that's that's one thing I'm 100% passionate about. And then um, as far as the Atlanta thing, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mornock, we need to make sure. Well, I'll come down, and then we need to make sure we get uh, Pasta Mike down there to to film everything. That way, you can really celebrate Jesus properly. <laughs> yeah, um, Oz, Oz, when we were in uh, Austin at the Faithless Forum, Oz and Bevan and, and uh, uh, Sarah was her name, Sarah Dye. She's been on the show or she's been in the chat room. We all went out and got down on Sixth Street and we got we got way lit. We got we, lit. We got lit. Bro. Oh, dream. We got you got fucking lit. lit. <laughs> we, we got fucking lit, y'all. I, I, I don't doubt that. I, I've been to Sixth Street, y'all. Um, there was a question for Christy. There it is. <laughs> um, did you or do you have any anxiety from moving back to the States? You recently moved back from Costa Rica to the States I to did. a very red state, yes. if I might add. Yes. yes. I'm oh, in the Bible shit. Belt now. <laughs> Where? So I'm in the Bible Belt. I'm in oh, Tennessee. Fuck. So, um, yeah, but no, there was no anxiety moving back to the States. I'm pretty happy to be here. I loved Costa Rica. It was a nice escape from like, Trump America, you know, not having to see the the billboards plastered everywhere so and you know all of the nonsense. So I needed that break, but I like being back in the states. I don't mind being in the Bible Belt. I'm from Florida, and in my opinion, Florida is way worse. Than <laughs> you the Bible go up Belt. From it there. really <laughs> is. So I'm yeah. pretty happy to be back, and I, and I love seeing all the Christmas decorations. They don't have that so much in Costa Rica. <laughs> Yes, Cam, we will come back to Knoxville. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're, we're actually, um, t speaking of therapy and trauma, we're going to have Dr. Marlene Winnell on the show um, upcoming next year, probably in January or February. Actually, it'll be after February. I've talked to her, and she's needing to um, wait till February or March, but she'll be coming on. She actually has done a lot of work uh, and was the first to coin the phrase religious trauma syndrome, which is now an accepted um, yeah. condition in yeah. therapeutic circles. So oh, she was wow. one of the first to actually recognize that as a thing. It is a thing. Because we know it is a thing. It is a That's thing. That's amazing. I actually I remember bringing up religious trauma syndrome to my mother in one of the last mm. the interactions that I had with her. I had written her a long letter explaining, you know, what I felt the church had done to me and what I felt like I had been through growing up in the church and trying to get her to understand my point of view. And I had brought up religious trauma syndrome. And one of the only things she could think to write back to me was, I can't find any information on religious trauma syndrome. Is it, is it recognized? <laughs> so that's good yeah. to know. You're going to have to look outside your church website to find yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. It's probably not going to be in your denominational website. No. Your, your church leaders are not endorsing. No. <laughs> um, no, I got cookies. This is not the last show of the year. We will have a show next week and it will be our review and preview show. We'll re review the last year and preview the upcoming year. We got a great bunch of stuff we're starting off the year next year our first guest for the 2022 is none other than aaron Ra, who, oh, who, who was him who was on my, my on my He's team awesome. at a, he was on my team at a bible trivia contest really? at the faithless forum <laughs> no. oh yes You're we crushed we crushed the competition i, we crushed I bet <laughs> oh, that's awesome. so he'll be a 
Dave said we. He didn't answer a single question. <laughs> I, I was actually surprised Aaron didn't know very many of the answers. I kept I kept turning to him. You want this one? I don't know. Okay, I got it. So <laughs> that's why I was being smart. I was, Dave Dave killed it. I, I just remembered all that shit. I was kind of concerned with how much I remembered because I was hoping to forget some of this stuff. Oh, geez. That, but it's you know, lodged in there. That, yeah. that reminds it's me. It's like lyrics. It is. It yeah. is. It, it reminds me of uh, my my mom told me that when she and my dad would play Trivial Pursuit, if anything biblical came up, my dad would always just say, Jesus, Noah, or Moses. Those are his only three answers. <laughs> what about Abraham? I love it. No, no. Too, Jesus, too Noah, or those were the big three. Yeah, okay. he'd only answer with those three, and he's like, "I'm surprised Noah." Right. I am surprised Noah beat out Abraham. I mean, Abraham's mm -hmm. the father of the he's faith, the father, right? right? Yeah, but, oh, but well. Noah gets all the cute little kid stories with, and the with rainbow the water and the rainbow and and. Okay, let's just all pause. The animals that were drowned. Let's just let's just pause. That's a cute little kid story with the drowning of the human race. Yeah, is there yeah, anything yeah. wrong with that? No. Yes. No, Jesus Christ! You did better than killing your own child, though. So yeah, what's better than okay? Ryan is completely dark now. <laughs> don't get me don't get me started on Abraham and Isaac as oh. his father. As a father, that's my go-to. Mm. You, your God, the whole premise behind that. Go. Oh, but, but Abraham knew that God was going to provide. He would raise Abraham him from the dead if he needed to. <laughs> yep. Let me think. Oh, that. there it is. Oh. 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 Babies, little babies getting ready to be drowned. Oh my god. Oh, hey, you guys, have you guys seen um uh Ricky Gervais uh stand-up bit on Noah's Ark? No, no, oh my god. Wow. YouTube it tonight, you will All laugh right. until you cry. Because he actually <laughs> puts up on I love he, Ricky Gervais, he's hilarious. He's amazing. He actually puts up on the screen um the, the Bible storybook like you just did, Ryan. Yeah. Um, when he was a kid and he starts going through the pictures and he just points out the lunacy of it. And he's, he's just brilliant. You know, they, Ricky. In that book, um, this is, this is the 75 version and the 74 version. They used to have a dinosaur. There used to be a dinosaur in the water because they believed the dinosaurs died in the flood, but they eventually took the dinosaur out. But you did see the woolly mammoth, the woolly mammoth on the rock. The woolly mammoths went extinct also was the flood. So yeah, now you that, know facts. That would that would fit on that little arc of Noah's, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah, um, wait we should take an arc excursion trip to Kentucky and see that. Oh god. Yes, please. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't. When I first when I first uh got on TikTok, um I I have a, a follower who who messaged me and said that if I ever want to go down to Kentucky, he can get me free tickets because he used to work there. Um, you know, we should do that. I hear, I hear you get in trouble if you start trying to video I it. I think, and stuff. well, yeah, well, I, we would. They kick no, us out. No, and there's yeah. a Freethinkers group out of Cincinnati, which is really close to there. I spoke there a couple years ago. They do an annual. Go, they go over there and they do a protest. They stand outside the Ark uh, event or with signs and say it's all bullshit. And you know, just because <laughs> there was a lot of controversy because they gave tax. They there was a lot of controversy with the building of that thing because they gave some public tax benefits mm -hmm. to to them as a private as a uh, all religious. those places are such bullshit yeah they should was, tax the churches the one, right tax the, the churches the right own the the one that, yeah tax the churches <laughs> my god please we can put that money to use 
instead of giving it to people so they can have jets to fly and colonize (laughs) whatever it is that they're doing with their money. I don't know. They're sticking it in the walls, apparently, at Joel Easting's church. I was just going to say that, Dave. Not okay, not okay for money to fall out of the drywall? Like that's yeah. Really- oh, my God. <laughs> so, a, real quick, guys. We've got about 15 minutes left. We always have a sharp cutoff at 830 because Ethan has another show to do. But I wanted to get – I mean, you guys are all um, what would be known as atheist activists. You're putting out content yes. on either on YouTube or TikTok or, or whatever – your, your desired platform is. Um, I'll go around. I'll, I'll call on each one, but, but tell me why you're doing what you're doing. Why, why not just sit quietly and just mind your own fucking business? You angry atheist. Why do you have to stir up so much shit? Um, I'll start with you promise. <laughs> why, why, do, why do you do angry promise? Why do you do what you do? Uh, well, I think I got that comment like five times today already that I was answering. So, um, I do it because I wish someone was there for me when I was walking through this. And mm. I'm sure there were people that were, I didn't, you know, find them as readily. Um, there wasn't like hashtag deconstruction or hashtag exvangelical. And it was really lonely and I felt mm-hmm. really crazy. And I felt like, am I just going from one side to another? Like, what am I doing here? And, um, I just think, there's a lot to be said about having someone there that says, I have experienced this and I have had these thoughts and I have had these family dynamics and I have walked through this. And so my goal, if I can, if I can have one, you know, person deconverting or deconstructing feel less lonely then I, that's more than I could ask for. And if I can help one Christian start thinking more critically, even if it doesn't lead to deconversion or something, but just to think a little more critically, just to think a little bit more kindly. Yeah. You know, the critical is, thinking. Yeah. Ask the yes. questions. Yeah. Yeah. Just to spark. Cause I remember for me, one of the things that started the spark of deconstruction is I was friends with it. Some randomly somehow friends with an atheist on Facebook that was constantly posting like an activist, constantly posting stuff, you know, like really intense memes, like kind of the more uh, uh, angry atheist stuff. And I would be like, oh, they're so deceived. And then I would sit back and be like, how would I answer that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I can do that in a way and even in a more like chill, subtle way, then then that's that's worth it to me. So, yeah, that's good. What about you, Oz? Well, what had happened was oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just. With everything that that I watched and experienced, and I'm speaking more of the the abuse and the trauma part, not just the indoctrination, Mm -hmm. Uh, everything that I experienced or had to watch happen to family members and things like that. When I walked away, uh, and Pastor Mike brought it up in the chat earlier, but originally on YouTube and like TikTok, my username screen name was uh, the atheist asshole because I was in that angry atheist, and I I was I, I was coming in hot guns blazing right um because of all the shit that had happened and now you know i've I've matured and grown but i'm as frequent and as uh loud as i possibly can be so that there are other people that know that holy shit there are others that are going through this there Mm -hmm. are that have experienced this because i remember some of the very very lonely nights where I felt like I'm doing this all by my goddamn self. Yep. And now I lost all my friends. 
my sphere of influence. I fucking lost everything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this world got opened up to me. You know, that it's like, holy shit, I have a bunch these could be my friends. These could be my fucking friends. You, you know, and, and it was it was beautiful. It was because I didn't know it existed, right? Right. So that's yeah. why I try to be as active and and loud and um, consistent as I, I can possibly be, so that hopefully we can, you know, our channel we can at least be that for one person. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah, you you lose a lot of community when you break from the tribe and um, finding a new community that gets you and that is like-minded is, is a big deal. Promise. There was a question for you. Do you wear your shirt in public and what kind of response do you get? If you do, I love that shirt. Can I say again? That's so cool. Where did you get it? I need it. I just got it. My partner works for an apparel company. They do custom apparel. And so he was like, what do you want? And so he just made it for me. And I was like, I want oh. this. So it is custom. Wow. <laughs> um, I think you could sell some tonight if you want to. Yeah. Right? <laughs> thought this through better. Um, I would, I, ha- I mean, I just got it. So I haven't worn it in public, but I totally would. Now, would I wear it like to work? Probably not because I still do live in the South. I live in a progressive city in the South. I live in Atlanta, but um, you know, it's I still- challenge you to wear it to Walmart. Come on, girl. That might be an ice fulfillment. Yeah, I um for Halloween this year I dressed up as a haunted nun. And that was oh, my God. first time like actually it. doing something controversial with my apparel. Uh, so since then, I'm like, well, whatever. I can do what I want. So That's right. Luck. You can. <laughs> so, Christy, why do you do what you do? Ah, to piss off the Christians. No, I'm just kidding. You stole my answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they dumb. think. That is what they think. Um, no. So my TikTok bio says that I am just planting seeds. And that is something that they used to say to me in the church was That's right. plant seeds of faith. You know, God tell gives people, the increase. Exactly. <laughs> tell people about Jesus, plant those seeds. And so now I've kind of turned that around on them. And, you know, just like Oz and Promise said, I felt very lonely in my deconstruction. It was not called deconstruction at that time. This was a decade ago. You know, I just knew that yeah, I didn't too. believe, you know, right. and I had to rely on shows like The Atheist Experience. Um, I I've watched a of lot of Matt Delahunty, <laughs> um, sure. you know, and that that helped me feel less alone in my journey. And mm-hmm. um, I first got on TikTok because I used to do show notes for Truth Wanted, Janae CA show. Oh, and Dave, wow. Dave was on the show uh, mm-hmm. one night talking about TikTok and how he, you know, uh, had had a lot of good conversations on TikTok there. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to get on TikTok and, and see what I, I got you on TikTok. Make. No you fucking way. Right. Really no cool. Yes. Wow. That. But yes. you've got a you've got a lot more followers than I do because it because <laughs> she actually make content. I I, I well, don't. Be- Bevan will say, have you done, have you done a TikTok you. lately? And I said, Oh god, I, I gotta do one. What should I talk about? <laughs> well, I had been posting like on Facebook and Instagram. I had a blog that I was writing, and it, you know, it, Facebook is not a good place to talk about this stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, your little community bubble is on it, especially your religious community bubble. And um, I kind of felt like my voice didn't matter, you know, that nobody really cared right. what I had to say and nobody was listening. And then I got on TikTok and I found 
this huge community of people that actually wanted to connect and hear me out it's, and it's have conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I always say that I am here to encourage critical thinking and to fight against church abuse. You know, I, what mm. I went through, I don't want other people to have to go yes. through. And if I can help prevent that in some even small way, to mm -hmm. me, it's totally worth it. Yeah. I see the uh, comments. The atheist experience has been extremely helpful. For yeah. so many people who are saying that, I told Matt that the other day. Matt's going through. Y'all may know he's he's going he's he's very public about it, but he's having open heart surgery Wednesday. Oh, oh my god! Wednesday. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, I just you know, I, I, Matt can be Matt. You know, he can go all mad on somebody. I call it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> what you fucking idiot? We're done. Um. But Matt's got the biggest heart and he's such a good yeah. guy. And I, I've told him several times recently that, dude, you, I don't know if you realize how many people you have helped. He's helped. Uh, have helped. Yeah. Have helped open their minds to think more critically about, about things that are true and not true. And um, he just, I feel like sometimes he catches, he gets so much heat that he can sometimes forget or maybe not realize all the good that he's done over the years, 16 and a half years, he's been doing that show and hundreds. I've met, I've met dozens of people personally who said, yeah, he was, he was the guy that got me thinking differently and helped me to get my mind right. So you guys be thinking about Matt and send him a message on Facebook or whatever. Just, you know, he's, it's a tough, tough week for him. Um, I don't know if he watches this show unless he's on it. So, <laughs> but he's such a good guy and I really love him. Um, so Ryan, uh, why do you do what you do? Um, the demons make me do it. <laughs> <Here you go. laughs> um, come out, come out. Oh, um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I am legion. Oh my <laughs> God, that looks scarily real. You're amazing. <laughs> I love I'm you sorry. so much. If you vomit right now, I'm closing this. It's my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but honestly, the Christians who watch my TikTok probably would say it is the demons who control me. They actually do say it's the demons that control me. Yep. But I mean, pretty much what like Christy and Promise say, I just, I always felt so out of the loop. Nothing really made sense to me. No one could really answer my questions. And I feel like just after living in that box for so long, it really ate away at my mind. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I was not able to really function or think properly. There's so many things that I'm still realizing that I have uh, an affinity for, or I don't like because of the things that I was taught. And I, I just want people who grew up like me, who maybe questioned things, didn't fit in, that it's okay. You, you're safe. You don't have anything to worry about you don't have to worry about hell it's going to be okay there's all these thoughts about the subject so how can this one person be right you know who wrote something 400 years after the supposed jesus lived mm -hmm. and that i hope that i can bring some solace to people because i know i didn't have it i mean i know i i really had ideology of i was going to die at any moment I kind of wanted to die at any moment because I just didn't think I was worthy of this life. And I don't want any of any other people to live their life like that. I want mm -hmm. them to be,
be okay. And I want them to enjoy the life they have because it's the one we know we have Yep. <laughs> versus focusing on something that we have no idea about and, and, and take care of the planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I really think that a lot of times some of the ideologies lead us to abuse the planet yeah. also because we think that God is yeah. going to be some kind of rescuer and, and another. Oh, he's going to burn everything. it. He's going to burn it all up anyway. It's yeah. a new heaven, new earth. So what's what difference does it make? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which yeah. Just... Well, I appreciate all that you guys do. I mean, you guys yeah. are are making a Me difference. Me too. Um, I love all you guys. Yeah. No. And Genevieve, I love how you just jumped into this cesspool of religion. Not right. having, I love it too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not having done it. That's one thing that appealed to Gen. When I first started seeing her content on TikTok, I loved her angle she wasn't coming from like where so many of us have come from and coming out of that stuff and she just yeah. saw the danger of it and wanted to get involved in that conversation and so mm -hmm. i thought it'd be a a great combo for totally. me and her to, to it's approach. a great perspective yeah. it's a great yeah. perspective yeah. yeah i think we i think we need pe more people like genevieve who yes. didn't come from the trauma because a lot of times that trauma can kind of, you know, bring the emotions Absolutely. into yeah. the mix. And I think a lot of people that weren't born into it and experienced it are kind of maybe apathetic about it, um, yeah. you know, because yeah. they, they don't really care. They're like, I want to live my life. You mm -hmm. live your life. And I think bring them into it. Yeah. More, I mean, show them what it's about. You know, mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, I'll just say really quickly. I mean, I'm on the show every week. Most of you hope watching, unless you're new, you kind of know my jam. Um, but that's kind of really why I started talking about this in the first place. It was kind of a confluence of things. Um, you know, being a lifelong atheist, uh, moving from San Francisco to Maryland, which is, you know, very progressive, but still it's my first sort of introduction to Christianity. It was the first time people proselytized and I kind of like made jokes about it. I was like, oh, like this is like sky daddy stupid. Like, you know, I, I never took it seriously. Moving to the Bible Belt and really becoming really family with people who I realized were like Southern Baptists who, yeah. who really kind of opened my eyes to what Christianity can, can be and, and, and what they really believe and how different the world is to, to a large swath of this country. Couple of that, it was the same exact year that I started working in politics and sort of seeing how evangelical Christianity was influencing right-wing politics and, and ergo politics across the nation. Um, yeah. When I started having these conversations with people, um, you know, I, I talked to, to, to various individuals, um, many of whom had left the church. And when I, when I asked them questions about, about their experience or wait, did you guys really believe this? Like they would kind of shudder and they, they wouldn't want to talk about it. They said, look, I grew up in a cult. I don't want to think about it. It's, it's kind of a trauma that, that you can bury. And I know that for a lot of people who have deconstructed, I mean, as you all know, it's fucking hard. And even when you are intellectually done with it, you can still have these lingering fears, yeah. um, and, and sort of like the, these wounds from, from believing that you're broken, believing that you're damned, believing mm -hmm. that you'll never see yeah. your loved ones. And, yep. and even if intellectually, you know, this isn't true, I, that's not how emotions work. It can still yeah. tether it's you It's a there. lifelong journey. Exactly. <laughs> it really is. So yeah. that's why I'm I first started. It all. Exactly. So yeah. I, well, I really got into talking to ex-Christians because I can talk about this stuff without having that emotional you know. Well, I uh, appreciate your your perspective, Genevieve, because a lot of 
atheists who never were Christians can't really relate to the, those of us. They just look at us as stupid. How and don't necessarily right. even want yeah. that sometimes. How, how could you have been so stupid? That, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And they, they really are dismissive yeah. about it. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to run out of time. But Oz, we've, we've mentioned the, uh, the ladies' TikToks. Your YouTube channel, give us that so people, you guys need to be following Oz. and. Yeah. Yes. And and get get your um, TikTokers to follow Oz. He has a lot of great content. What is the the channel Oz on YouTube? It is the Atheist Network Group. Um, but I'm I'm just going to say that real quick. And I actually just want to give a shout out to Pasta Mike real quick because he's exactly what you guys are just talking about. Where he's a cradle atheist, and he even as of recently, you know, uh, being my best friend, my brother, walking through all this shit was like. I didn't understand what this was until I knew you. I didn't understand what this looked yeah. like until I knew you. And not only that, Pasta Mike and Je just Jeffrey, you guys know him as Atheist Troll, uh, Murder Shed Steve, all this. Like, they're the OGs of TikTok. Been, I love Atheist Troll. Three and four years, right? And I, I remember when it, we, we were on there like, where are the other atheists? Because we're getting hammered right now. Like, we're getting yeah. We're the only <laughs> ones on here. And now it, but it is beautiful to see. There's a lot of us now. Everybody, like it, it is community. Yeah, group. it's really growing. When we first started, it was that was not the case. And thank you for paving the way. Pasta, yeah, no kidding. Me, I yeah. sucked. It. it was it was pasta and and atheist troll. But I want to get I want to give them the shout out and the love they deserve because they yeah. were they, yeah. they were they were doing that shit. And host, when we when we shut when we when we sign off in a minute, you don't have to leave. The show will stop at at eight thirty, which is right now. But it'll stop recording. But you can hang if you if you want to hang in there, and we'll chat uh, after the show offline. Yes. But Chad Harris, I see your comment that you love this show. How can it fly under the radar? It's not. It's it's ruling YouTube. We're here. Um, share, share with your friends. We, we we only just started September, <laughs> so we're kind of a new show. Um, yeah. But anyway, we appreciate your support. He said he came here because of promise. So oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, we do have to go and I thank each you guys are all great. I just love you guys so much and all the stuff you're doing. And I just feel like, you know, I know you and we're going to do this again yes, and please. probably have each of you on separately throughout the next year, just to have more of your story and, we and actually, that. actually take calls and stuff. Cause it really is a different angle when you take a call. Cause you don't know what's coming in and, and it can be, it can be fun. It can be crazy. It can be anything. <laughs> But um, hang on if you can, and we will chat afterwards. But, folks, thanks for tuning in tonight. And we love you, and we'll see you next week. And that's our show for this week. Bye-bye. Happy holidays.